Welcome to Locally Grown, a podcast about business, strategy, mindset, and everything in between to get you to your biggest triumphs and get you through your biggest challenges. If you're a brick and mortar business owner who's looking to scale to six, seven, or even eight figures, then this is the show for you. Each week, you'll discover tips to take your business from struggling to profitable, all from my own real life experiences being an entrepreneur, coach, and business consultant. This is the podcast for helping you build a business today so you can also build a legacy for the next generation. I'm your host, Teresa Canley. When I was 16, my big dream was to be a fly girl on In Living Color. And if you grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, you remember In Living Color. It was the absolute best show. It's where J-Lo got her start. It's where Jim Carrey got his start. It's where Paula Abdul and Rosie Perez and, and Damon Wayans and so many amazing people got their start in show business on this show. And every week I would race to the TV to watch the Fly Girls on In Living Color. They were amazing dancers. They were beautiful and they were total badasses. And believe it or not, my dance teacher, when I was growing up, when I got into my teens and I switched dance schools, she was part of the choreography team at one point that worked with the Fly Girls. And I got to tell you, at that point in my life, when I was younger, watching them on TV, I knew I wanted, like, that was my dream. I wanted to be like them, especially J-Lo. And I remember a specific time when they were doing some dance routine, and I think LL Cool J was on singing um, Mama Gonna Knock You Out. And I remember, <laughs> whether it was part of the skit or not, the Fly Girls came out and Jennifer Lopez came out. And somehow she misstepped something and they were all kind of like poking at her and like, yeah, it was the new girl. Like she totally messed up and they were like, it was the white girl and she's not, even, she's Latina. But anyway, so at that point in time, I had been through a lot, you know, being bullied because of my weight, because of my hair, because I was creative, because I was different. And when I watched them, I felt so strong and such a badass. And being a badass was what I knew I needed to get through life, to get through life then, but to also get through life moving forward. And as I said, back in the day, I got teased a lot and I got made fun of a lot and I got bullied. But the thing that they could never take away from me was my dreams and my ability to go into this space of creativity and just for, what's the word? Vision, like casting that vision of what I wanted my life to be like and knowing that I was going to get there one day. I was going to be somebody big, whether it was a fly girl or another badass. I knew it because here's the thing. 
being a badass, you got to be a badass because you never know what life is going to throw at you. You can't ever predict what's going to happen, when you're going to get completely knocked down and when you need to pivot, when you need to gracefully pivot because something has gotten thrown at you that you never saw coming. It was a warm day in June, just like I'm going to tell you. It was a warm day in June. My husband and I were sitting at our favorite cabana bar with our favorite cocktails, Navesian spirits. We were celebrating our second wedding anniversary in the island of Nevis. Dennis had just been through rounds and rounds of biopsies, getting needles stuck in his neck, all kinds of tests. And finally, we were here and we were celebrating. We waited 13 years to get married. It wasn't my fault. It was his fault. 13 years to get married. And here we are on the island celebrating our second anniversary. And it was warm and it was beautiful. And I just remember thinking, how blessed are we that we're here? And my husband hears this vibration and he looks down at his phone and it was a voicemail that came in and it was the doctor. And as he listened to it and I could hear it, I could hear the, the voicemail coming through. Both of our hearts just absolutely sank. Dennis had cancer. And when they first found these lumps and everything, I mean, he had some kind of weird uh, earache and like had some weird pain in his jaw and never really thought anything about it. When they originally did the tests, he lit up like a Christmas tree. And at first it was, is this lymphoma? Then it was, is this thyroid cancer? And nobody really kind of knew what was going on. And indeed it was thyroid cancer. So as we're sitting there on our, on the island of Nevis and just super, super, super feeling super great in that split second moment, all of a sudden I had this, my gut just like sank, like somebody had sucker punched me. And in that split second also, I knew that we had a choice. We had a choice. Life was throwing something at us and we were getting knocked down and we had a choice to either stand there and, t- and, and fight where we could just absolutely just curl up and just give up. It was just like when I used to spar in Taekwondo, when you would get, and I had my legs swept out from underneath me. And I remember laying there on the mat when I was, it was when I was testing for my third degree black belt. And I just remember laying on the mat thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to get back up? And then something inside me just kicked in and said, you can stay down or you can get back up and fight. And that was exactly what we did. I turned to him and I said, we got this. We got this. We're going we're gonna to fight this and everything's going to be okay. And that's when that badass kicked in. When life threw us something, we were going to get back up and fight. Not stay down, not, keep, not stay knocked down, but get back up and fight. And that's exactly what we did. When I was 23, I met Vanessa and she was a total badass, total badass. She was born, burned out in her corporate job, just like me. And we became sisters. We became like sisters. We had fun like sisters. We shared everything like sisters. We even shopped in each other's closets like sisters. I had an event to go to. 
I would shop in her closet. If she needed something, she would shop in my closet. And we would have wine and we would laugh and we would tell stories and just had the best time. And Dennis, my husband, actually knew Vanessa. And he knew her from long before I did. So as I said, we were both burned out. The funny story is, is I actually met her because I was her husband's, Michael. I was his executive assistant. And Michael and Vanessa both knew Dennis, like I said, way before I did. And then I met Dennis. But I was 23 when I met Vanessa. I was 23 when I met Dennis. And again, Vanessa and I just clicked right away as soon as I met her. And I had just gotten divorced. or was in the process of getting divorced. Not really that badass hadn't kicked in yet, or or it was there. It was just kind of hidden. She was a total badass. So we were burned out. One day, 10 years later, we said, you know what? We're trading in our corporate jobs. We traded in our high heels, and we were going to open our dream business together. We were walking through a show up in New York City, a gift show. And she turned to me and said, do you really think we can do this? Do you really think we could open up a store? And I said, absolutely. We can totally do this. And so we did. We opened up our dream business, Alexa and Natasha. Alexa was supposed to be her name. Natasha was supposed to be my name. So that was the name of our business. But our store was actually called Armario, which is Spanish for closet. It was a local retail store and we sold artisan-made jewelry and accessories. And our tagline, get this, was better than your best friend's closet. And we loved it. We were so super happy. We were free from the corporate world and from the the five men that we worked for that just wanted to put us in a box and hold us down. And it was just being an entrepreneur felt so damn good. And we were like, we are the badass entrepreneurs. We got this. But our store and our dream business actually didn't really do so well. It wasn't profitable and it was never profitable and it was failing. And in that process, as in the beginning of this podcast episode, was when Dennis was diagnosed with cancer the first time. But we fought through that and we got back up and we came back. But again, the store was failing. And in the meantime, I decided I was going to start doing some consulting work Because I saw so many businesses fail and I wanted to help them. I wanted to make sure that they didn't fail and that they didn't have to close their doors. But meanwhile, my business was failing. Our business was failing. Our dream was failing. And we would start bickering all the time. We would fight about expenses and what was happening and how much time she was spending in the business and how much time I was spending in the business. We would think, oh my God, what expenses do we need to cut back on? And where was all our money going? What were we really spending money on? And was this ever going to work? And what are we going to tell our husbands? And oh my gosh, what would happen to us? So as Dennis and I were walking through the airport, after coming back from meeting my all-time dream mentor, Shalene Johnson, store was failing. We weren't profitable. We were thinking about closing, but not really sure which direction we wanted to go. And I went to go see Shalene. And I thought, I came back from that and I felt so super pumped up and like, oh, we got this. We can do this. And as we're walking through the airport, I get a phone call from Mike, Vanessa's husband. 
And he tells me, T, Vanessa has pancreatic cancer. And I knew she hadn't been feeling well before I left. And I knew something had been off with her since Christmas time. Now it was March. And I thought in that moment, and I dealt with this for a long time, did all of our fighting and bickering about the business, is that what caused her to get sick? Again, I felt like I had been sucker punched in the stomach, just as when Dennis was diagnosed, just as when all of the things started to unfold and unravel and my wings were being clipped from feeling so free as the store started to tank. I felt that same feeling. But also as I sat there and I I had a cup of tea with my husband, we got home crying. And in that moment, I was like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to accept this. No, I am going to help her fight just because We were getting knocked down. She got knocked down. Didn't mean that she had to stay down. So I said, no, that badass kicked in. And I was like, I am going to get back up and help her continue to fight. So I shut down the store completely and continued on with the consulting business until Vanessa was healthy enough to potentially join me in the future. And I also said to myself, I am not going to miss even one of her surgeries, I was going to be there by her side as she went through all of her chemotherapy and all of her radiation. And especially when she started to lose her hair, I was not going to miss any of that. And I was also going to continue to move the business that was doing well forward and help clients to transform their businesses and their lives in the process. Because I knew they were knocked down and I wanted to help them get back up just as I helped Dennis to get back up and I helped Vanessa to get back up. And as Vanessa's health started to be on the rise and she got those famous words of, we got the cancer out. life in its true form, decided to pack yet another punch. It was a cold day. It was a cold day in March. And we were at the surgeon's office, and it's typically cold in the surgeon's office, if I can speak. But for some reason that day, it felt even colder. And I was sitting there in my turquoise sweatshirt, and I was bundled up with my coat, I'm watching my husband as his hands are all sweaty and I could see it all over his face. He was sweating. And my normally very steady and solid husband was panicking. And he looked anxious. And I looked at him and I was like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. You know, we'll get this figured out. Because what we didn't know is the surgeon from the first surgery he had didn't take out one of his tumors. And in fact, there was another tumor that had been growing. So going through another round of biopsies and another round of tests and another round of trying to figure out what the heck had happened, here we are in another surgeon's office at the University of Pennsylvania. And I'm watching my husband's face and he is just in sheer panic. And I'm starting to panic. And then in walks this guy, as we call him, the rock star. He's got long hair, wire rim glasses, 
and he's on the shorter side, but he looked like a, he looked like a famous race car driver, like some like, you know, like foreign, like mysterious and super handsome guy walks in and that's the surgeon. And he says to, turns and he, he sits down actually, and sitting right in front of my husband and me. And he says, Dennis, there's more cancer. We need to go back in and you're going to need radiation this time, but don't you worry because we are going to make sure, I'm going to make sure that I get this, all of this. We're going to take out that ugly scar that you have on your neck. We're going to take all that scar tissue out. And we're going to make sure that we get everything. And don't you worry because I know we can do this. And I turned to my husband and I watched his eyes filled with tears and my heart just broke into pieces because I knew how he felt. I knew he was like, no, not again. So we walked down the stairs after scheduling the surgery and outside in front of the building and we stood there in silence. And we were like, is this, is this really real? Or is this happening again? And in that split second moment, I was like, you know what? No, no, we are going to be a badass. We are going to totally kick this into high gear. We are going to fight this and we're going to be, everything's going to be good. And I turned to him and I said, you know what? We got this. We got this. We got to bring some calm to this chaos. So let's go get some Bloody Marys down to our favorite restaurant and let's go like let's go talk about this and that's exactly what we did. We went down to the White Dog Cafe and had the most amazing bloody marys. And I knew that the next year was going to be filled with trips back and forth to Penn between Dennis's doctor's appointments and Vanessa also had a relapse of her pancreatic cancer. And no matter what I continued to meet with my clients and help them to transform their failing businesses into thriving businesses, increasing their profitability and also increasing their freedom to live life on their terms with a definition of success on their terms. And not once did I ever miss being right by Dennis's side and right by Vanessa's side. And I thought to myself, this is amazing. This ability that I have to help people to thrive, to help people to transform their lives and to help people to move through the most difficult things that life had thrown their way until it was my turn. And I woke up and I stared at the ceiling and I was super groggy, but I was awake and it was 2 a.m., And I had just had an emergency hysterectomy. After going through nine months, actually two years of absolute hell as it relates to the female stuff, Dennis is snoring in the chair next to me. The room is eerily super quiet. And I thought to myself, I'm never going to be able to have children. I mean, society is going to judge me. People are going to judge me. And for the first time I thought to myself, I don't know if I can get back up after being knocked down. I mean, Vanessa came down with everything that she was going through and she was about ready to go through another round of radiation. 
because the cancer had been spreading. She came down and she stayed right by Dennis's side through my surgery, through my six hour surgery until the rock star surgeon, my rock star surgeon came out. And here I am laying there thinking, how am I going to get back up? How am I going to continue? How am I going to recover from this? And in that split second moment, out of this eerie quiet, I hear this kind voice, this voice from within that said, love the woman you are, all of you right now. And in that moment, I said, Teresa, you are a badass. You can do this. And really, I had no choice. I had no idea, I was going to say, what was going to happen the next day. The next day when we left the hospital, or, the ne- or two days later when we left the hospital, a pandemic? What the heck? Why are people rationing toilet paper? Why are people freaking out about the? Why is the NBA canceling its season? What the heck happened? I went in for surgery. Before I went in for surgery, during this whole period of struggling with my own body, helping people to increase, you know, their profitability and grow their business and transform their businesses. And here I am, what the heck, what is going on in the world? And yes, the world shut down because of the pandemic. And all the way home, I'm getting phone calls from my clients. Teresa, what the heck is going on? Teresa, what are we going to do? Oh my gosh, are we going to survive? Oh my gosh, is is the world going to open back up? Oh my gosh, what do I do with my employees? Do I do I let people go? Do I furlough them? Like, I don't know what to do. Do I keep them on? What's going to happen to my revenue? Am I going to survive? And I'm telling people as I'm laying in the back seat with ice and ice pack on my abdomen, I can't move. I'm swollen, telling people it's going to be okay. Don't you worry. I got you. I got you. We just need to somehow pivot and we'll figure it out. But don't worry, I got you. And that's exactly what I did. Moving people, navigating through the pandemic, navigating through things, switching things around, going from live interaction with customers to virtual interaction with customers, navigating PPP loans and EIDL loans and Lord knows what else was coming, you know, getting thrown at our way all at the same time helping my best friend and my business partner to continue to fight, to spend two weeks with her and her family at the shore, to try and do anything I could to be by her side, not really knowing that I didn't have that much time left with her. And all the way no matter what she went through, she kept saying to me, T, no matter what happens with me, you need to keep going because you are making a difference in this world. And just remember that your purpose has nothing to do with what you do. It has to do with who you are. And you are a badass. You are strong and you are making a difference in so many people's lives. So no matter what happens to me, whether I make it or I don't make it, you need to keep going and keep doing what you're doing because the world needs you. 
and I choke back tears as I'm saying this and as I'm telling you my story. Because as I stood at the podium to deliver Vanessa's eulogy, my heart is breaking. My heart is pounding out of my chest. And I have tears flowing down my cheek. And I'm thinking, how am I going to do life without Vanessa? I spent hours and days writing my eulogy and rewriting it and and thinking, how am I going to have this all be in three minutes? Even though Mike said, it doesn't matter if it's three minutes. It can be longer than three minutes. And in, in fact, it was actually 20 minutes. But as I lifted my head and I looked out at everybody staring at me, friends, family, her oncologist who, who kept her going for five years, colleagues, people she knew from the past, as I looked out at the crowd to speak, that same voice that came to me when I thought, I don't know if I got this. I don't know if I can do this. That same voice came to me and said, T, you're a badass. And you got this. And I delivered her eulogy, tears streaming from me and from the audience, recanting the story of this most amazing human being that graced my life. I remember looking at my husband and I remember he was in the audience and he was tears flowing down his face. And when I sat down, he said to me, you know what, honey, you are amazing. You are amazing. And in that moment, I knew, even when I, got, I had gotten the phone call that Vanessa had passed, and when I found out Vanessa had passed, my mother-in-law had just passed a month prior, and we were actually, because of lovely COVID, we were burying her. So we were in Florida. And when I got the phone call that Vanessa had passed, a part of me died. A part of me died when she died. But a bigger part of me broke wide open. And that breaking wide open is enabling that badass to come through even more. And some people have said to me, well, what really is that ability for you, no matter what has been thrown your way, to keep getting back up, to not curl up and lay on the mat as back in my Taekwondo days when I used to fall when sparring? What is that badass sense that you have that keeps you going, that helps you to keep other people going, no matter what challenges and disruptions come their way? And my answer is, and I found this out, is that it comes from my sixth sense. No, I don't see dead people, but it comes from that sixth sense that I have, that sixth gear that kicks in, that just knows that I need to keep going that I need to keep helping people fight, that I need to keep helping people get back up when life has brought them to their knees, when life has thrown chaos their way, I help to bring that calm because that badass and that sixth sense kicks in to say, "Uh uh-uh, not today. We're going to get back up. And if you can't fight, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to help you to not give up, but instead 
to lean in to what is being thrown at you and to figure out how you're going to maneuver and navigate these challenges. I choose to trust that badass sixth sense and to stand in those convictions that I have, that I've always had, even from way back when, when I was bullied because I was overweight and I had, you know, frizzy curly hair and I was creative and different and had big dreams that I'm going to have faith in myself and that sixth sense, that badass sixth sense to go all in on whatever it is that I'm doing. And that's why today, you know, as I said, in business and in life, you have no idea what's going to be thrown your way. You have no idea what, what kind of curveball life is going to throw you or what challenges you're going to go through. I didn't know that I was going to be faced with being bullied in my life, getting divorced at a very young age, married and divorced at a very young age, being fired from jobs for no reason, being discriminated against, being you know, sexually harassed, you know, and all the things that I've gone through, being, you know, working for people who felt that it was a great thing to dim your light so that you couldn't shine. I didn't know that my husband was going to get cancer. I didn't know I was going to meet, meet the most amazing person who was going to be like a sister to me and then find out that our business was going to fail, open up another successful business and have her be diagnosed with cancer and pass away. And I didn't know that I had that badass in me, really, that is breaking wide open to help more people to get through these challenges because we don't know what's going to be thrown at us. We don't know what's going to come our way. So that's why today and why I am so super passionate about helping local businesses is because we, there's been so many challenges and things that get thrown at us all the time whether it's big conglomerates that we're trying to compete against, or we feel like we're a tiny fish in a big, you know, ocean of big fish. And we can't, we can't be, we can't get through things. We can't, you know, make our business work. We can't achieve our dreams. That's why, and with the pandemic and with the looming recession, there are constantly challenges that are being thrown our way or thrown their way. And that's why I'm so super passionate about helping them to face these struggles and disruptions head on so that they can also be a badass business owner, just a badass in general, that they were meant to be. Those struggles and those challenges and those disruptions don't have to hold you down. They can actually be one of the best things that will propel you forward. If it wasn't for all of those challenges and struggles that I faced in helping other people to fight, I would not have found the strength that I have today. The strength that I had at 23 to leave a mentally abusive first husband. The strength that I found to navigate being super in debt and being laid off from jobs. The strength that I had to get out of corporate America and fight to build a business, to fight to be an entrepreneur. And here's the thing. I heard this last week when I was at an event with a mentor of mine. You know, we can talk about breakthroughs all day long. 
everybody talks about breakdown, breakthroughs. But here's the thing. The gold, the thing that we are looking for is found in the breakdown. And the bigger the breakdown, the bigger the breakthrough. And why is that? Because we strip away everything that isn't us, or we begin to strip away what isn't us. We begin to strip away the labels and the criticisms and the 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 things that have impacted us that have changed who we really are because we thought we needed to change it strips away it strips all those things away to really reveal who we are and really reveal who we are meant to be and really reveal what we were meant to do and that's why again i am so passionate about helping small business owners, local business owners, brick and mortar business owners to strip away all of that fear that the challenges that they've been through have caused to strip away anything that really isn't their business and really isn't them so that they can reveal who they have always been meant to be. Just like what I have been through and I'll continue to go through. The breakdowns, we could talk about breakthroughs all day. The breakthroughs are the good stuff, right? But the really good stuff, the great stuff is found in those breakdowns and how we choose to use those breakdowns to move us forward, to be the leadership that this world needs, the leadership and the difference makers and the change makers that this world needs, that we all need to have us see the changes that we need to see, to have us build sustainable businesses, not just for today, but for the future, to build, to bring diversity into our lives, into our business, so that we can create the innovations that we need. That is what I'm passionate about. And this is my story of how I got here. Hey there, it's Teresa, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you join me every week to listen to this podcast. This podcast has been a dream of mine, and when we hit episode 100, I was super, super, super excited, and I know now we are on our way to episode 200. If you like what you hear, and I know you do because you're here, I would love, love, love if you could head on over and leave us a review, either on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on whatever it is that you're listening to, um, listening to this podcast. I would absolutely love it. When we get reviews, when we get you know five stars, it it enables us to show up higher in the different categories so that more people can find us and we can make a difference in more small business owners' lives. So I would love, love, love if you could go on and leave me a review. And also tell me what you love, tell me what you what you wanna hear more of and how I can help you because that's what I'm here for. I am here to give you real life experiences, 
real life coaching, real life stories from my work, my experience helping small business owners to build their business, but also helping to, or me actually building and growing several of my own businesses. So if you love what you hear, please go over and leave a review. It would be absolutely amazing. It would mean so much to me. But until next week, take care and I will see you soon.